Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Bears Review. I am Tyler Flesh, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Hey there. And it is a great day to be a Bears fan. Oh, it is fantastic. We are coming at you Monday on the Monday. Normally, we record them after, but luckily we didn't. We wanted to see how the uh, Packers game went against... The Patriots, which went fantastic. They lost 31-17. to Couldn't have happened to a better team. But then something weird happened, and we need to talk about this. This is breaking news. It just happened today. I was just informed of it as I sat down. You informed me of what? You go ahead and tell everyone. Yeah, I, I noticed that we got flexed. And uh, basically what that means is is that uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, instead of playing at the regular 1 o'clock slot, we're going to be the primetime game for Sunday night. So, But what that means is, so next week we play Detroit, then we play Minnesota at 8.20, then we play, think about this folks, this, this, is, this is seven hours of recovery time we're missing out on. Basically. Well, not seven hours, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, probably yeah. seven hours. Yeah. So then we're going to play at 830 at night, and then Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, we're going to come back around and play Detroit again at 1230. Yeah. it's That's not a lot of recovery time for our guys, and I know you and I aren't real happy about this. No, but we will talk about this more at the end of the show when we break down our matchup against Detroit. For now, we will talk about the Bills beatdown. The, the Bears oh. just laid it on Buffalo. Love Buffalo fans. I love the Bills Mafia. They're hilarious. They're loyal. But we all knew what was going to happen in this game, right? Well, yeah. And on top of that, just two words. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, even the Bills fans were worried when he was confirmed for the game. So let, let's talk about the game. Let's just start where everyone should want us to go, and that's the defense. Oh, wasn't that a great defensive effort? I mean, it was It was fun. something else. It was really, really... I mean... At first, I wasn't really nervous. I, I I was fine, but then when when we hit our groove and we hit our stride, it was awesome. And we did all this without Khalil Mack. Yeah. Now, I personally thought this was smart and really smart that we benched him because we want him to be a health healthy coming into a three-game stretch of, I can't remember the last time we've done this, a three-game stretch where it's divisional, divisional, division. Yeah, It's it, all division. The, these are just incredibly important games because if if we do well coming out of here, I mean, literally, we could, we could be beat Detroit, we could go into that Sunday night game, both teams would be six and three. Of course, the Vikings have the one tie. Um, if we could pull out a win against the Vikings, that takes us in to seven and three. If we can now, have I a know, run, I know I, it's I, incredible, I, man. I, I know what you're saying, but again, we're we'll focus on this later. Let's talk about the game at hand and the beatdown that occurred. <laughs> so, who stood out for you defensively? I tell you, I got to give credit to uh, Floyd. 
Um, though he wasn't the primary person that stood out, I thought his run defense was outstanding. He was constantly hustling to the ball. He didn't disappear. In some of the other games, Floyd has kind of disappeared. In this game, he had that fantastic uh, catch that the ball got tipped by the Buffalo player, caught it, ran it into the end zone. But it just wasn't that. He he really um, stood out in this game and was a, was a big part of the defense. And that's what I wanted to see when Khalil Mack was out. We also had four sacks that game without Khalil Mack. So yeah. we're we're a good team now. And I've been saying this, and as a Bears fan, we all know that we are we have a good team. We have a good sound we have a foundation. But if you look at the social aspect and the, the world and the media, they all think it's all Khalil Mack. And I think it's kinda cool that we're showcasing, hey, Khalil is great, and he is our missing piece. He's our big game piece, right? That's how I'm looking at it. But it's nice to show the world, hey, guess what? We can still dominate these bills without him. Yeah, and and I tell you what, um, it's going to be fantastic when he comes back. And I I think we're in in really good position. Hey, I got to ask you, with the defensive play that we saw on Sunday— what did what you think about number fifty eight, man? I that's you take the words right out of my mouth. That's who I was gonna say stood out to me, Roquan Smith. My God, this guy does not play look like a rookie. I mean, he might have some struggles to his game when it comes to pass coverage, and you can see that a little bit. But I mean, that's that's me just really nitpicking to the nitty gritty. I mean, I this guy he had. He had 13 tackles, led the team, 11 solo, and one tackle for loss. That's that. That's this kid is here to play. Yeah. Speaking of here to play, what about Eddie Jackson, man? I mean, come on, that kid is a baller. That kid. I mean, he always finds a way, and we've talked about it before. We got him late. No one wanted to touch him because of his ACL. At Bama, and I mean, he scooped and ran, man, and it was it was awesome. It really was. He went sixty five yards on a fumble recovery. What 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 stood out to me in that play was that he was in on it. The ball gets stripped. He is looking. I mean, that ball. They played this in back in slow mo. His reflexes. That ball went down. He picked up. Gone. Yeah, it was an amazing play, and and I want to tell you, I want to I want to give credit to our defensive line, the guys right in the middle. They did an outstanding job of run defense. McCoy, he couldn't get through a hole. I mean, they were they were plugging everything up. Just. It, it was really a total team effort on the defensive side of the ball. And it wasn't just the run stopping either. Here's a stat for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Nathan Peterman was 31 for 49, and he, he threw for 189 yards. This sets a new NFL record for a new all-time low. No quarterback in history has thrown, who has completed, my bad, Completed 30-yard passes or more. No one has had 189 yards 
everyone's been over. That is the lowest anyone's completed 30 passes or more for is 189 yards. I think that stat just sent any remaining Bills fan to the suicide hotline. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, wow. Our defense played great. Kyle, I, I, I mean... Honestly, right now we're just we're picking the standouts. I just want to say that whole defense, top to bottom, Eddie Goldman was or uh, uh, not Eddie. What is his name? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Goldman. Eddie. I, is it Eddie? Yeah. Is it? I don't know why. I, I yeah. I I just kind of went blank there for a second. I was like, because we said Eddie Jackson and then Eddie Goldman. I guess I didn't realize that there were two Eddies on the team. That's I I just I didn't think of it. He I mean, he didn't really Yeah, he he was on the he he was up there too, five tackles. Yeah. Was, the, the, and they were all solos. The the thing with him, I would like to say is he was just winning his one-on-one matchups and dominating the line and Akeem Hicks was too. And it's very, it's scary to see Khalil Mack back. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, I know everyone can say what they want. Is this the Bills or whatever? Like, that's kind of what the media is saying. If you watch any national, right? We're not getting any coverage. Just, mm-hmm. oh, the Bears won 41 to 9. Yeah. Yeah. But there were and, some really good things done in this game. Yeah. And this was a trap game. We tweeted it, it out. It was a it was a potential trap game. I, I'll I'll be honest with with our uh, listening audience out there. Listen, I was concerned. I really thought that the Bills could uh, put up much more of a fight, and I was glad they didn't. But I really thought they could, and uh, grateful to come out with the win. But it was a fantastic win. Yeah, and I was also going to say that, I mean, the thing with Jackson is he just finds that ball, man. Oh, the, he's got a nose Him for and Fuller's finding the ball, and we're making serious plays. I mean, we are looking, we're looking good on defensively. I mean, when you're best player, highest paid player, best player sitting out, and you're still dominating that way, especially in today's NFL, I mean, you know, you know, defenses have just like offenses have their own energy. And this defense, when it gets cranked up, it creates energy. It creates yeah, uh, f- movement to the ball. I mean, you can tell everyone on that field is absolutely flying to the ball. People are knowing to stay in their positions. No one's out of place. People are disciplined. And I tell you, overall, I got to give it to our defensive coordinator. I think he is one of the best in the game, doesn't get nearly enough credit for it. And this one, I actually, I'd give him the game ball on this one. Yeah, definitely, because everyone played well. Let's talk about the interception from Floyd and ran it back 19 yards. Everyone's been waiting for his first sack of the year. Well, he doesn't get it, but he does come up in a big way. But the guy who created the play, Kyle Fuller, um, now Buffalo... If you didn't see the play, what happened is Kyle Fuller runs in, makes contact early, but they said since it's one, I guess there's a rule in the NFL, and I did not know this rule, but if you're one yard, if you're less than one yard from the line of scrimmage, you can make contact. Right, right. He, the the uh, it's, refer- it's, 
referee said literally if it had been one more yard away, it would have been called on or fuller. Or half a yard. Or even a half a yard right away. he was on the one yard line. And, and basically, you could make contact. He came in, made contact, ball got tipped. And that makes sense because that's how players, there's no pass interference on screen plays when someone drags him down. Right. Or hits him. Exactly. So that makes sense. I want to go back to this, though. Because when I first saw that play, I don't know how you feel about this, but before I even knew that rule, I said, well, wait a minute, he has the right to go to the ball too, right? Yeah. He was playing the ball. That's my biggest thing. They didn't call it. They did debate it for a while. Why? But he can't go to the ball. Like, if you watch the play, both people, both players, I don't know who the Buffalo receiver was, but him and Kyle Fuller turned to Peterman Look at him. Both bolt for the ball. Ball just gets tipped. Floyd's in the perfect spot, and he's gone. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. You know, no, but that's what I'm asking. I'm asking you. Did you feel when that happened, like not knowing the rule at the time, that I just felt like it was a clean play all the way around? Yeah, I thought it was a clean play too. It. I had no idea also about the one yard rule. I mean, for some reason, exactly. that just completely was either over my head or never it never came up before. I never paid attention to it. Quick question, though. That's what I'm trying to ask you. Knowing that that rule, let's say that rule's gone. You didn't know that rule. You just said you didn't know. You saw the play. What what, what were your thoughts when they were reviewing? I, w- I was a little worried at first, since I didn't know the rule, that maybe we had actually interfered with a man. Okay, so you were completely different from me, because I was thinking... No, that's a clean. They're they're playing. He's playing the ball. That's what he's supposed yeah, to do. I was in a very different situation. Okay. I I th- I thought, oh wow, we did did we interfere with the guy? And you know, is that going to be called on us? And then, of course, you know, the obvious happened, and that they talked about the rule, and it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I and I think it was a good call. Even if you look back on it, they they made the right call. He was literally on the one yard line. So there you go. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So they had that. I, I really want to talk about what happened next. Now, I may be petty <laughs> when it comes to this, but I was freaking pissed off. I was yelling. I did not like what happened. We did not give up one rushing touchdown in the NFL all year. Buffalo hadn't scored a t- touchdown since week six of the NFL season. Of last year, or of this year? I didn't, they didn't really, yeah, of this year. Week six. So they went so many quarters without, it doesn't matter. I don't even care about Buffalo's record. I care about the Chicago Bears record. And we got hosed, man. And it pissed me off. We got screwed. Did we not? We did. We got screwed over. If, if you didn't see the game, people watch it because it doesn't make sense. We had two horrible penalty calls to keep their drive alive, both on third down, I do believe. Maybe the interference was on second down. It doesn't matter because the face mask was ridiculous. I don't know. I think it was Hicks went to tackle Peterman and literally had his arm around the shoulder, almost just caressed it, and Peterman just he turns his head to look for the oncoming traffic because he thought he was going to get his clock cleaned and they throw up and say, uh, you know, 
Face mask on the defense, 15-yard penalty, keep the drive alive. Because they were punting. They were not going to kick a field goal right there. Oh, they absolutely were punting. What what made it even more ironic was the national TV announcers were going, oh, that's face mask. And then they replayed it, and they said, I don't think there's anything really there. Yeah. So then they go down again, and then it's third down again, I do believe. I'm not for sure, but again, don't really matter. I got... Prince of Mukamara, they call him for a pass interference in the end zone. It was the biggest flop I've ever seen. The guy, the receiver literally got his feet tangled, and as he's going to the ground, just flung up his arms. Just, ugh. That's all he did. Yeah. And they and, and the official sees that. It's like, you can't. That's what kills me. There's a back judge right on, right there. This is what this is what really pisses me off, right? The back judge. This happened in front of the field goal, right? The field goal poles. The back judge looks and doesn't call anything. The sideline judge, who's on the sideline by the pillar by the one yard line across the field, he throws the flag. Yeah, it was it was just a, a an overall bad call, and and that's what you get when your receivers watch a lot of two, a lot of uh, premier soccer. <laughs> they flop. <laughs> they learn how to flop. But what, do you think, though, Dad, that they should have sat there and they should have said, hey, I didn't see it and I was right in front of it. What did you see? That should have got overturned. That flag should have got picked up. That guy was not in any position whatsoever. The ref that didn't call it was two feet away from him. He was staring at them the whole time. Yeah, and and he didn't. Nothing went off. No alarms. Nothing. The guy who couldn't see it threw it, and I. It, it was just a bad play all the way around. That put the ball what at the half yard line at if that point that, in time, and then Peterman what, just snuck the ball. Yeah, in and so, we lost our record. Yeah, I mean it was it was frustrating as a Bears fan because you know I, I think we we're all proud of our Bears defense. Uh, it was well, I think it's could, the only defense in the league up until that time that hadn't give away uh, a no, running it was. T- That's, touchdown. Yeah, it, uh, no, it was. So you know it, it 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 hurt a bit. What really hurt though is you could see how much it meant to the players because Chris Ivory got the ball and tried to jump over and was met at the line and actually got hurt. It was a clean hit, oh. but Danny Trevathan. Or as the the commentator who was on the sauce, I felt the whole game said Trevathian. I, if he, if anyone was watching the game, they know he was mispronouncing Bears players' names left and right. But Trevathan nails him and just stone. He hit a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost kind of felt for the guy because you could tell as soon as he hit the ground. Ivory was hurt, man. He yeah, was, but you could also see man. our players hyped up, not at the yeah. injury, hyped up. Hey, let's go. We didn't allow a rushing touchdown. And it just sucks that the Bills are the ones that got it on us. I mean, I thought, too, though, that we should have been playing the way we played in the first couple quarters. I think we kind of eased up on them a little bit. But then after that, though, we buckled down, and they didn't score again. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, I, I think that pretty much covers our, our defense, unless you have – no, I just wanted to talk about that pissed me off, and I think yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. I, it, it, to me, you can't have that. When the officials, two just unnecessary flags. Yeah, it was. And, you know, that just really does not make me feel good at all. But let's go to the offensive side. Allen Robinson also out. 
he uh, did not play. He has a groin, but I'm kind of on the side now. I'm, I'm leaning on. He doesn't have a. He's healthy, is what I'm th- like. Khalil, is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, I, I'm thinking both of those were what I call safety injuries that um, they wanted to err on the part of safety and and keep them out. They um, are going to be key players down the stretch, uh, both of them. And and I think it was just a very wise call to to not push it with those two players. Let's get them healthy and get them back in the game uh, as we head into the NFC North um, meat of our schedule. Now, you came forward today with something interesting that also just broke today about Kevin White because he was also – Brought up to be an inactive, and we both looked at each other, and we both know that if he gets out of bed or if a feather blows the wrong way and hits him in the face, that he could get injured. Yeah. So I, I thought maybe something happened where he opened the fridge and broke his hand. I don't know, but turns out he wasn't injured at all. No, he was a healthy scratch, and uh, apparently the, the since there were several inactives, um, and given the game script, uh, Nagy made the decision that uh, he was also going to be a healthy scratch that day. So uh, he wasn't injured. And, and I tell you what, as, as disappointed as I am in Kevin White's career and what he hasn't done, there is a big part of me that would love to see that young man catch a 90-yard bomb. You know, I mean, I would really like to see him have a little bit of success before he leaves Chicago uh, and, and and hope he suits up and hope he plays a role by the end of the year. Yeah, and I'm with you. I think the biggest thing that kind of it kind of hurts because now he is healthy and we did draft him so high and now we still don't get to see what he can do. He can win a jump ball. He's proven that. I don't understand quite. There must be something more to this, more fundamental that we're not seeing. I'm sure there is. You know, when he was hurt, there were lots and lots of rumors that White was having a heck of a time with the playbook. Yep. You know, he he was he he was wasn't really getting the different concepts as quickly as he needed to pick them up, and and basically it was kind of implied that hey, you know. He's a young man that it's going to take much, much longer for him to get his arms around certain concepts um, in order to play in the NFL. And you really don't want to hear that. No, not at all. Um, so overall, um, the offensive line played great. Uh, we lost Kyle Long for the year. He's done. That came out earlier in the week. He's on IR with the foot. Cush came in and played well. Yeah, I thought he did too. We had a... We had a couple offensive penalties there with some movement that, you know. Um, Let's talk about that. It wasn't. It wasn't a couple offensive. It was one player. I know. I know. I don't what know is, what was going on what is with, with Leno? Leno. I don't know. Yeah, he, he he seems to. You know, if you look at some of his games in the past, that happens to him every now and then. He just gets off kilter. And has a heck of a but time he had getting two back. Two in a row. I know. Two in a row. I know. You, you got to scratch your head and wonder what the heck is going on at that point in time. Yeah. Other than that, though, he did get it together. Yeah. He did pull it together. Yeah. But um, I don't like to do stuff where we sit here and 
we go, oh, what if, what if. So I'm not going to do that because I don't like that. I know people were saying, oh, well, if you know if your defense didn't play so well, it would have been a close game. Well, guess what they did? So tough. But with that being said, we just have to talk about the elephant in the room again. There is a huge, continual lingering question mark and it's over Trubisky and I know that we talk about it a lot on this podcast but he had a horrible horrible game they literally he got a touchdown pass to Trey Burton do you not feel dad that that was a stat pattern oh yeah because here's what I want to say Jordan Howard was running the hell out of the ball that was a good key thing for us our offensive line was moving people Howard was trucking people he already had two TDs up to that point. Howard could have easily just ran it in. Yeah. Could he have not? Clearly. So you agree with the the stat padding? Yeah. Yeah. I You know, here's the deal. I, I get so frustrated with Trubitsky. I, I, I can't tell if... if why he he just overthrows people i mean well let's talk about go ahead talk about the interception yeah i mean that interception was horrid the Uh, announcers couldn't even figure it out you know um either either one that was such a blown play and he was throwing to a spot or two if he wasn't throwing to a spot I'm even more concerned. I think he was throwing to a spot and it wasn't the spot where the route was running because I've never seen a quarterback. He turned around and started yelling like not at anyone, which makes it seem like that's on him. Because any other time a quarterback's going up to the receiver, hey, you need to run this route. Hey, you did this wrong. Or like yelling. He turned and yelled at himself. I'm pretty positive that that was on him. Yeah. I just I tell you what, I I'm looking for some consistency. As a Bears fan, I do not understand how he can throw the ball spot on to Anthony um and hit him right in stride and then two or three throws later just completely miss people. I mean, I, I'm looking for some consistency. Where is that at? You don't know I mean, come on. Does any Bear fan, when that ball leaves his hand, really know where that ball's going to go? No. How much faith do you have when you see him let go of the ball that that ball's going to be 10 feet within that player? I mean, he listen, here's the stats. He did not have a much better game than Peterman. I mean, he, like, to be fair, two of Peterman's interceptions were on the receivers, and they weren't so much his fault. But, I mean... Trubisky was 12 for 20, only 135 yards. One TD, one interception. That TV was just, again, a stat pattern. I liked the fact that we came out and we threw deep and we got that pass interference call on Gabriel. I was like, here we go. These are the Bears we know. These, the, You know, we're, we're not backing down. But then we did back down, and I... Uh, I'll tell you what, guys... Here's my opinion. We're not going to linger on it too much longer. You got to give him this year and next year, and we're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. Or we're going to have to rename this podcast the Trubisky Shit Show. (laughs) I mean, seriously, because I don't know what else. 
it's the same things week in, week out. He also... These are the, honestly the only negative about the game is really him. That's why I feel like we have to address it because I'm not just gonna act like okay we won 49 to one we won 41 to nine and we have nothing well, to improve on. Yeah, I mean, some sometimes you just have to state the obvious. But how about when he took us out of field goal range? I'm not 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 that we got a great field goal kicker, but yeah, that's another thing we have to work on right there is a field goal kicker, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that don't even get me. We've been through that too. That that you know, again, he didn't miss any today, but he yeah. also can't kick anything. I think like fifty is his. That's what's sad. Fifty is his range when it's no wind, perfect condition. Maybe well, guess what, man? Maybe it, fifty is his range with the wind at his back. Yeah, exactly. But guess what? You know, we're an outdoor team. We play outdoor teams. <sighs> It's going to get sloppy here if we're going to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and, and here's the thing, too. I want to talk about, I think Trubisky's getting a little too comfortable, and you saw it. I think he thinks he's faster sometimes than what he really is. He got caught twice in this game lollygagging it because he thought he was in the open. Yeah. And on the one, he fumbled because he kept the ball loose. Yeah. There, there are certain times as a quarterback in your development where you have to just simply you and you watch the good ones do this. Tom Brady's excellent at this, and that is he can see that there's nothing there, and it's okay to throw the ball out of bounds and give up on the play. See, I want to talk about this now. Tom Brady, he's older now, so he doesn't hang in the pocket as long, and if he knows the sack's coming, he just falls down. I think younger guys should do that. I'm yeah. going to be completely honest because you're seeing so much longevity. Brady wants to play till he's 45. He's 41. He's actually younger or older than Coach Nagy. Crazy. Breeze is 39. He's playing. Why don't these younger guys just start sliding and doing the same thing? That's what I would do yeah, to prolong my career. Well, yeah, it's playing smarter, not harder. Exactly, and uh, you know my my biggest problem though is Trubisky, Dad. We didn't, I did not specify, and I did not clear it up. He was getting chased down by defensive linemen. Yeah, that's not 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 not. No, uh, you didn't have a fast D back coming or a linebacker or a linebacker coming in. No, they were they were um, defensive linemen, and he was caught from behind. It almost looked like he stopped running full tilt to look downstream. Now. I want to give him. I want to give him credit for one thing that I have definitely seen improvement on, from the beginning of the year till now. At the first part of the year, when he got into trouble, his head went to the ground and he looked down. At least he is looking down the field when he gets into trouble, and his head is not dropping to the ground. And see, I'll give him that. But see, I think this game. They said that he wanted to going into the game. He wanted to focus on eye work and footwork. Identifying the open receiver, stepping up, making the throw. That's what he told the announcers before the game because they get to meet with people before the game and take notes and insight and all that. That's what Trubisky said, and I think he was telling the truth. I think he was way too focused on it, and we talked about this during the game. There were some option reads there where he should have pulled the ball out and ran with it, Yeah, and he didn't. And where, then, where he gave it to Howard, and Howard got pretty much 
caught at the line and didn't go anywhere. Or what about the one he gave to Cohen and Cohen bounced it to the outside and everyone flocked to Cohen though because he's so fast. Right. So when he faked that, if he would have pulled it out, he could have ran that bootleg around. I thought he was so focused on the passing aspect that he he almost wanted to say to people, hey, I'm not going to run the ball. My advice to you, Mitchell, is work on everything, but you are fast enough to run the ball in this league. You have proven that time and time again, so do it if you haven't. Don't sit there and hesitate. If Here's my thing. I, if I was a coach, I would tell him, if you run out of the pocket and you look up, if no one's wide open, you got to make that move. Boom. <laughs> tuck it and run. Or boom, throw right, it. Right. Well, There's too much hesitation. Yeah, He's it, getting tackled by defensive yeah. linemen. Well, it's the issue of being decisive, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's the that's the central thing. He needs to look at his reads, trust what he sees with his eyes and go with it right away. And I will give him credit, though. I'd rather see that li- that turnover. That was a horrible interception, but I ra- he is working. He didn't throw any late interceptions. I know we were up through the entirety of the game, but hey, it's still a positive. Yes. I'd rather see early interceptions than late interceptions. Late interceptions kill. Uh, they just destroy a team. Yeah, well, you have no time to recover from them. Yeah, but you know how, like, I think it's funny because people are so stuck in these, like, cliches uh john madden used to say this all the time and no one believed him and it, it's weird because john madden was older but he said hey did they score too early did they leave too much time on the clock and like i said last time now it's becoming an art form and you're seeing that nowadays oh yeah but i think it goes the same thing for turnovers late turnovers there's no recovery from that we saw it last night uh, what's his name? Aaron Jones fumbles it. Patriots take over. Boom, boom. Before you know it, it was 17-31. to 31. There was no time remaining. Aaron Rodgers was scratching his head. Just clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Thank you. It reminds me. I got to talk about this. When did Green Bay hire an acting coach? Now, <laughs> Say more. Now, I think you went to bed... I was sitting in the chair late last night watching, could not believe my eyes what I'm seeing. (laughs) Martinez, their linebacker and their leading tackler, he rolls his ankle. They show it on TV. You're like, ooh, ow. You know, he hobbles off the field, right, and goes into the tent. All of a sudden, they get the cart, and even Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels are going, oh, that's not a good sign. He's on the cart, one cleat on, one cleat off, with the other cleat around his ankle, his or off. His sock was rolled down past his ankle on the injured foot, and the sock was just covering up the toes, basically. And we've seen that look before, and you go, oh, he's done. Nope. Out of nowhere, he comes sprinting out of the tunnel. Give me my helmet, coach. I'm back in the game. And I was like, sweet baby Jesus, what the hell is this? That's called Aaron Rodgers (laughs) 2.0. That's what I was thinking. Where is this acting coach they hired? I have never seen players get carted off into the locker room and then come skipping out. That's, That's two Green Bay players this year who are carted away, done for the game, 
and they miraculously, I, I you know, I, <laughs> returned before the I, quarter. They returned, they returned yeah. before the quarter. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think that uh, maybe we have to call the Vatican. They might have some kind of miracle water back there. Either you know, that, something's happening. Either that, or we're going to see him next to. I can see it now. I, I can see I can picture it right now. I can see the Academy Award and, you know, they have like Denzel Washington, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, Matthew McConaughey, and then Aaron Rodgers is just his face is there, too. And the Academy Award goes to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, seriously. And his co-star, Martinez. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Get out of here, Green Bay. Good luck with your three wins this year. Anyhow, so let's break down uh, real quick another division rival that we play coming up. Let's talk about this sucks, man. Now that we got flexed the way we did, I don't like this turnaround. Uh, Real quick, first question that pops into my head for you is, does it help us a little bit that we play them See, here's my thinking. I kind of think it helps us a little bit, right? In the aspect of you play a team that we're going to get a full practice, a full week of practice ready for, right? We will play that team. Then we'll play the Vikings, get a full weekend. But then we'll play that team again. So I'm thinking we'll at least have some familiarity with that team. Yeah. Do you think that plays into it? Does it help? Am I, I thinking too much? No, I, I, I think I think it plays into it. You're talking about we play Detroit, um, have a full week, play the Vikings Sunday night, and then we do a quick turnaround with Detroit. Listen, these NFC uh, NFC North games, we know each other. Let's not pretend we don't know each other. So there's not a heck of a lot of preparation. Well, they don't know to- us, though. That's true. They, but, we, they, but we know them. Yeah. We know them. And so I don't think it's going to hurt us from the preparation standpoint. I think the issue is it hurts us from Sunday night to 1230 on Thanksgiving Day from a recovery standpoint. Anybody that's got some nicks and, and is, is injured, sometimes you just need that extra little bit more time to uh, get back to yourself. So I, I think it's more of a recovery issue. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the The reason I said that they don't know us is because obviously we're running a new system, and Lions, they still have the same system. I, They've kept the same offensive coordinator. And hats off to them because I do love the name of their offensive coordinator. It's Jim Bob Cooter. Jim <laughs> Bob Cooter is who we're going up against this Sunday. Well, I, I, I'm telling you. We got to be salivating just a little bit. I knew this. I knew where this was going. Come on, come on. Uh, The Vikings recorded ten sacks against the Kitty Cats. That's unbelievable. That's ten ten in one game. Ten in one game against the Kitty Cats. That's hard to do in three games. I know. Four games for some teams. For some teams, that's a season. We're not talking about the Raiders. Oh, oh, doggone (laughs) it. So here's the deal. But it's not just that. They got to be. If I'm a Lions fan, I'm shooting a brick too because it looks like Khalil Mack's coming back 100% and ready to tear some heads off. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was quite clear to me just seeing a few key snippets from the Vikings Lions game that Matthew Stafford is absolutely lost without his 
number one target in in terms of it was his relief valve. Golden Tate. Golden Tate is gone. And you could tell that he was struggling after he was looking at his first and second uh, selection when he got to his third look. Hey, there was no Tate there and you could tell and he was holding that ball led to all kinds of problems. That's a weird move. I it was a weird like. move. They're like, oh, he only had one year left on his contract. You didn't want to negotiate or... Yeah, and so it, it, it's it's kind of strange, but I'm okay with it. Um, I, I I really like the fact well, yeah, that I'm we're okay playing the Lions at home. Yeah, They've never played us really, really tight at home, and... and we should say that too. That both games coming up against uh, Detroit and the Vikings are both home games, so we yeah. will be at Soldier Field. I and I and I love that. I love playing outdoors. I think playing outdoors at this time of year is fun. And on top of that, I really believe that we have the edge in terms of our, our field and how it how the players react and respond. And uh, I, I absolutely can't wait to so, play the Lions. I'm going to sum it up real quick because then I want to talk about I want to talk about our conference, not our division, the NFC. Well, real quick, talk about the conference because we're, we're we're halfway through the season and we can start talking about the playoff picture. Kind of, I re- I really think this playoffs. Yeah, all right. Okay, so here's the thing though: keys to the game, real quick. I just think our defense of line needs to dominate. And we'll be okay. I think offensively we have to show up, though. And by offensively, I mean Trubisky. Just play a good game. You're not a manager. I don't want to say he's a manager. He has to be more than that. He can't just do an Alex Smith impersonation. He has to play. He has to play at a high level. I would like to see at least three TDs. Well, not at least two. Two minimum or... I don't know. That that's hard to say cuz I'm putting stats on everything. But if he were to just drive us down the ball, I just don't want to see any interceptions. If we he drives us down the field and we keep giving the ball to Howard or Cohen or whoever and they keep scoring it in rushes, I'm fine with that too. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm 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 fine with that also. I I just don't want bonehead plays, all right? I mean, let's let's play smart. Um, you know, it's one thing to throw the ball and uh, it gets close. Your man doesn't catch it for whatever reason. But uh, no, n- none of these overthrows where we're throwing it over the guy's head, you know, you know by uh, you know four or five feet. Uh, we we just can't tolerate that, and we and we d- definitely can't win games doing that. Plus, you know what scares me? Here's the other deal that's got to be cleaned up: is when we get in the red zone, we can't make those wild throws into the end zone. Okay. That's got to no. stop. That happens in the playoffs. Those are called picks. Now, and we're not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves with the playoffs, but it's looking... Well, well here's, listen, here's, here's, here's the thing. We're Bears fans, and we're able to talk about playoffs. We're not saying we're okay, going to make no, it. And No, I know, but I need to... Here's the problem. Here's what, folks, this is what I need to get into. This is why it matters. Your conference this is why your wins matter, Okay. Now listen to this. We are right now presently in the NFC National Football Conference. We are fourth. The Chargers are ahead of us at eight and one. Then the Saints are seven and one. Carolina is six and two. 
Why is this important? I'll tell you why. Division winners get an automatic home game, and they get automatically into the playoffs. The, t- the the number two and three team are in the same damn conference. So <laughs> that means one of those spots is going to, if they keep playing at this high level, which I, I don't see the Saints lighting up, maybe Carolina slips. It'd be nice if Carolina gets beat by Pittsburgh but this Thursday. But what I'm trying to say is, and then it goes, after us it's Washington, they're a division leader, and then it's Minnesota again. And then Atlanta is right in it at 4-4. Four and four. I mean, here's what I'm trying to say, people. If we don't win the division, it's going to be tough as shit to even crack the wild card. Yeah. I, the wild card's going to be crazy this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact... And you got Seattle at 4-4, four and four, Philadelphia at 4-4, four and four, and Green Bay all the way down at 3-4, and four, but I'm telling you, man... I couldn't agree with you more, Tyler. It, a division win gets us into the playoffs, but anything other than a division win, and I don't, I don't think we're even close to a wild card. Some, some no. really strange stuff would have to happen for for that to occur, and I don't think we can count on that. What's crazy is NBC is predicting basically that we are going to win, right? That's what they're saying by flexing us. It has to be. They're saying we're going to beat Detroit. Which, that's never easy. A divisional game is never no. easy, no matter how bad they are. When Detroit was 0-16, it was bad. Okay? Here's another bad thing, though. The Lions are coming off a bye. So they're a bye. So they're going to watch that game. I mean, if we could somehow... We have to split the wins or sweep. I don't. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. I, if we get sweeped by the Packers, I think we'll be okay, right? We either have to sweep the Lions, which I think we sh- could and we should, but I think we at least bare minimum minimum need to split the two games with the Vikings. Oh, absolutely. There is there there is no way that we can um, uh, have the Vikings sweep sweep us. There's no way, and then we're done. We're, then. we're we're done. You 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 look at listen. We're five and three. They're five three and one. Um, let's say we're we both go into the Sunday night game six three and six three and one. Um, you know that that's that's just critical, and that's why it's become a primetime game. Well, they're six three and one. Yeah, that's we're what not. I said. We're not. I said we're six three <laughs> and they're six three and one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just I just like saying they're six three and one. I know. I know. You love that. Good. You love that one, don't you? Oh, you know what makes that one even sweeter when it's against the Packers and they both have that tie just hanging on there. It's not a loss, but it's not a win, and it doesn't help. Okay, we got our work cut out for us, guys. If this if we whip, rip these two off. And I know I'm thinking ahead here, but I got to because I'm excited. If we can get these two divisional wins, hell, if we go on three wins, I mean, but Detroit is going to be hard to play Thanksgiving Day. That's yeah. their day. Yep. They always play Thanksgiving Day. They defend it well. We need to defend home. That's what that's what we got to focus on. We need to protect Soldier Field. We need these two wins. Yep. That's all I got. Couldn't agree more. Protect our turf. We got our work cut out. Go Bears, the next two games really set the blueprint for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yes. And we will see you 
we will talk to you after Detroit, and hopefully we get that win. Until then, folks, bear down.